It's no longer the relentless killer it was 40 years ago, but HIV is still around and still infecting people. And it remains a focus of the Health and Human Services Department, in particular the Health Resources and Services Administration. Federal News Network's Tom Temin got an update from the director of the Division of Policy and Data for HRSA's HIV AIDS Bureau, Michael Carfin. And as we speak, the nation is observing a particular day, isn't it? Correct. September 27th is National Gay Men's HIV Awareness Day. While we consider every day HIV Awareness Day, on September 27th, we make the point to raise awareness about HIV stigma, encourage HIV prevention and treatment among gay, bisexual and other men who have sex with men. And although HIV potentially can infect anyone, it is still that population you just described that gets most of the cases, fair to say? So it is correct to say that HIV can affect anyone, uh, but about half of the people with HIV are gay or bisexual men who have sex with men. And that somewhat stems from the origins of the epidemic here in the United States. But we have a very diverse epidemic. And so our message is, while today are focusing on uh, gay, bisexual and other men who have sex with men, we still encourage everyone to get tested, know their status. And if they are HIV, HIV positive to connect with care and treatment to live a long and productive life. And as we said at the outset, HIV doesn't necessarily need to lead to the killer, which is AIDS, correct? I mean, it sounds like that is largely under control. What is the status? So that is correct. We've made tremendous advances in medical treatment. Today, you can take one pill a day to be able to treat your HIV. And we know from the Ryan White HIV AIDS program that about 90% of the people who are enrolled in our program actually achieve viral suppression, which is our goal, because then the virus is considered undetectable. And what we have learned through science is that undetectable means that you cannot transmit the virus sexually to your partner. We also call that undetectable equals untransmittable. Got it. And you mentioned the program at HRSA. What is the program officially and how does it work? So the program is the Ryan White HIV AIDS program. We're now in our 33rd year of being able to serve people with HIV and those affected by HIV in the nation. We serve about half of all the people, 576,000 people who are, are living with HIV in the United States. And we offer a comprehensive system of care from medical treatment and medications to also support services like care coordination, nutrition, transportation, housing assistance, and other needs that individuals with HIV can live very high quality, well-being, and achieve their individual success. And you mentioned that there are drugs now available. In fact, I think you see them advertised on television. You know, every drug in the world seems to be advertised on television these days during the newscasts at night, and I'm old enough to still watch them. But are these affordable in general, or these are not super expensive types of things? What has been the advance in the uh, medicine and the treatment side that makes it affordable? 
So the, the medication has gone through various different formulations in ways that can make it very simple and easy for people to take. We now even have something called a long-acting injectable, which means you can get one shot a month, and that's all you need to do in order to treat your HIV. So the medications are covered under all health insurance plans. Also, of course, are the public health insurance plans like Medicaid and Medicare. But if someone doesn't have insurance or is underinsured. The Ryan White HIV AIDS program does provide medication assistance. We call it the AIDS Drug Assistance Program to ensure that anyone who needs it can have access to these life-saving medications. And to that point, what we've known from this advances in medications that if somebody is diagnosed with HIV, they can live a standard lifespan if they are taking their medication every day and are uh, seeing their medical providers on a regular basis and taking advantage of the supports that they need. We're speaking with Michael Carfin. He's director of the Division of Policy and Data for the HIV AIDS Bureau at the Health Resources and Services Administration, part of HHS. And let me ask you this, uh, between the infection and the onset of a disease which could be, I guess, still potentially fatal, What's the mechanism by which people can discover an infection and therefore get these modern medicines that will keep it suppressed and, in effect, disappear? So testing is the way to do that and to test on a regular basis which is at least once a year, we recommend testing. So there's many different ways to get tested through your medical provider, through community-based testing locations, and even now there's home testing available to determine your status. And we've now taken this new approach, which we call status neutral, which is a approach where you start with the test and then you learn what your status is. So if you're HIV negative, then we encourage you to look at prevention options such as pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP, which is the taking of an HIV medication once a day, safe, easy to use, and that prevents you from getting HIV. And if your result is you're HIV positive, then we want to connect you right away to care, including as much as starting your treatment that very same day, because the medications are so safe and so effective that we can start you that same day that you learn your diagnosis to get on your treatment. And over the years, has the approach that the United States took and the federal government granting and health research apparatus, which is pretty big, took to develop these drugs that are now, as you say, widely available and work quite well and are safe. What have been the lessons learned that can transfer to other viral types of diseases? Because it looks like whatever is going on with the COVID virus, which I imagine is an utterly different branch of virology than the HIV virus, but are there any lessons learned that can transfer here? Well, actually, there are. In fact, one of the reasons why we were able to get a COVID vaccine so quickly is because many of the researchers working on it were part of what was known as the HIV Vaccine Trials Network, which is run by the National Institutes of Health. So we already had a research platform here in the United States that could look at options around addressing viruses. In fact, that trials network is working on an HIV vaccine. And then there's also NIH is supporting trials that are going on right now on a cure. And so while we remain optimistic that and encouraged that this science could lead us to that, to that point of having a vaccine and or a cure, 
We also believe that we have the tools today in order to achieve what we call the end of the HIV epidemic. In fact, we have a, a national initiative called Ending the HIV Epidemic in the U.S. And with the combination of these terrific medications that uh, with somebody with HIV, it means they suppress the virus to undetectable and medications that can prevent someone getting HIV, that combination will enable us to make HIV rare and to have anyone living with HIV to live a full and healthy life. And HRSA is a key part of that initiative. We've supported 49 different jurisdictions in the country, which represent about half of all the new HIV cases in the United States. And so we believe that many of the lessons that we've learned from the Ryan White HIV AIDS program can be transferred to communities across the country and even intensified in areas that we mean we can uh, accelerate our efforts towards ending the epidemic. And a final question. It's still an epidemic in other parts of the world. And what demand do you have for learning and knowledge you know, from some of the nations that still suffer from it in a much greater degree than the United States does now. HIV has, is still very much present uh, globally. Uh, of course, we've been very fortunate to have programs like PEPFAR, the President's Emergency Plan for AIDS Relief, which has been uh, made tremendous advances in, uh, in getting access to HIV medications in, uh, in countries across the world. Um, and that kind of uh, collaborative effort, which is also a hallmark of the Ryan White HIV AIDS program, which is what we partner with community-based organizations, and states and cities, that same uh, premise has been part of PEPFAR and the Global Fund and and other efforts that uh, are making sure that people have access to medications, that they have access to medical care, uh, and the services that they need to support themselves in making sure that they, they are able to take that medication and be able to lead productive lives. Michael Carfin is director of the Division of Policy and Data for the HIV AIDS Bureau at the Health Resources and Services Administration. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.